Hello and welcome to the Rigori Podcast, the show where the chat's as smooth as Sofia and Amrabat's forehead. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi and I'm basking in the glory of a 3-0 thumping of Heart of Midlothian. I'm joined as always by my cousin Marco who's returned to more normal fear. How are you Marco? Yeah, I was just going to say, norm, norm, after last week's aberration, uh, normal services resumed as Venezia uh, were beaten once again. But we'll get to that, I'm sure. Yeah, don't give the game away. Don't give the game away too soon, no son. Anyway, we've got to kick off, I think, with the absolute big game of the weekend. Two giants of Serie A going head-to-head. Atalanta-Houdinese, that's from our point of view anyway. That was the game's, the, the weekend's big match. And it, it, it lived up to the billing, didn't it, Mark? Oh, it, did. it, was a, it was a It was a good, good game. Yeah, no, it, it was a very exciting game. And... You know, Atalanta going two up and then Udinese pulling it right back. It, um, two teams that, that, that went for it. There was lots of chances as well as the, the four goals. It, it was a really exciting match to watch. And um, it just shows that they are both in the, in top form at the moment. I mean, Udinese, have they had a start like this in, oh, in uh, decades? Uh, 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 yeah, decades. I, th- I think yeah. I'm going back to when maybe when Oliver Bierhoff was there. Yeah, those mm-hmm. kind of times when they were when they were that good. But this is this is unprecedented and and unexpected as well, really, because I don't Absolutely. think anybody looked at. They were. I mean, to me, last season they were like you know it was like watching paint dry, watching a Udinese game. You really switched off your telly and started. You know, looking for chores around the house if you possibly could. But but this season they've actually they're actually quite entertaining to watch. You know, very physical and you know, and as you say, they they went two goals behind. A definite winner for the Udoji penalty of the week, I think, when he <laughs> when he when he gave away the spot kick on, yeah. on Muriel. So we don't need to have that that contest this week. But you know, a yeah, amazing spirit to to come back and with players really that you know, with the best will in the world, not that heralded. I mean, Delufeu having a great season, and then Pereira, the, you know, Watford yeah. fans will remember, and he suddenly turned into a sort of assist monster. Really, you know, it's 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 very surprising to see. But you know, they, they've got this great spirit about them now. I, I see, I I can remember. So their manager as a player, and that was, you know, that was his style. He was, he was rugged. He was uncompromised. He was a, he was a battler, and he seems to have transmitted that to the, to the team. And you know, and, and Atalanta, I think, come away from it still with their reputation intact as well, because he seemed to be getting Muriel back in, in form. There was a little spell where he was kind of in the doldrums, but he seems to have he seems to have got back in the groove and, and Lukman as well, teaming up with him quite quite nicely. And and we spoke last week about how Atalanta kinda of reinvented their style a bit and are are more able to kind of soak up pressure and play on the break. So, you know, two teams relatively small clubs that deserve their their shot up the top end of the table. Absolutely. And I'm actually just looking at Udinese's upcoming fixtures and okay they're, they're away to Lazio which won't be an easy game but in the form they're in it's certainly not a, a certain loss or anything and then they've got Torino at home, Cremonese away Lecce at home, Spezia away I mean they could they could quite easily stay up there for some time you know despite us thinking oh it's a little flash in the pan it's nice to see it looks like they could be could be um, causing trouble for the for the other clubs near the top for 
for quite a while. Yeah, no, they're a, they're a good unit, as I say, and, and, and I was I was dubious because when they beat Fiorentina, I thought it was a bit old, Udinese, they, they didn't do that much. Mm. Fiorentina, surprise, surprise, had a lot of the ball, but couldn't couldn't do much with it. And then they, they caught Fiorentina on the break, and I thought, oh, this is same old Udinese, but actually it's quite a new Udinese, and, you know, they're, they're, they are quite entertaining, they're quite quite good fun to watch and they're certainly a, a very hard team to beat so yeah as you said you know if they've got a relatively easy fixture run coming up sometimes that can be the undoing mind you of you know surprise teams that maybe they can they, they can pull out big performances against bigger names and it's it's harder against the smaller teams but at the moment they look like you know they look like a, a good steamroller that will e- easily trundle over some of the yeah. some of the more some of the more lowly teams uh, elsewhere in Serie A we had another a more minor fixture at the at the San Siro where um, Milan you know got their title defense i suppose back on back on track with a victory over Minos Juventus i mean it it looked it looked from what i saw thoroughly deserved when Juve's you know if anybody thought that a win over the mighty Maccabi Haifa had sorted out Juve's problems. It certainly wasn't the case from from what I saw. Um, looked like Milan were worth it. I mean, was that your take, Marco, too? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think all the problems we've discussed about Juve remain, I think, ultimately. And yeah, OK, I think maybe once they get Chiesa back, once they get Pogba back, then they, they might turn into a different team. But at the moment, the the main problem for me is still that they've got Allegri on the bench who just, as we've discussed before, it seems to me is a man out of time. He hasn't really moved with with the times and people know how to how to play him. Um, and Milan, uh, you know, I think, as you say, deserved the win. Diaz's goal was a, was a lovely um, run, and, run and finish. And um, yeah, so it wasn't a great surprise, the result. And it's you know not really a surprise either that we're we're treating this as the you know not the top game of the weekend anymore, which says a lot. Absolutely no. I mean, I thought I think I saw a stat that Duza Vlaovic didn't manage a shot in that game. He, he did, however, manage a lovely assist um, by teeing it up for Brown Diaz for that run that you yeah. just mentioned. So that's some that's some consolation for him, I suppose. But I mean, no, I mean, in seriousness, the the. Juve looked pretty drab and it was nice as well probably for Fikayo Tomori after a bad day at the office um, when he was yeah. back at Stamford Bridge to, to get a goal he likes a goal against Juve don't we all um, to, to get that as well but you know they certainly look still I think we're we're going over old ground so we'll not go over it too long but Milan's look more a team Juve still look like a bunch yeah. bunch of individuals in search of a of a character and whether they can find that under Allegri, I, 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 I don't know, but I mean enough of enough of these sort of second rate sides. Mark, obviously, we dip down into into Serie B for some big some big big action, and uh, Venezia sadly after that, as you see, the aberration of a, a resounding victory last week. It was normal service resumed. Was it? Was there anything contentious about the defeat? <laughs> Well, it's me you're speaking to, so I'll always find something, won't I? But um, I, I would say, before I get to that, that I thought we played well 
um, especially at the start of the game and towards the end of the game. Um, I, I do feel that Javorčić's style is, uh, you know, I think the break that they had seems to have helped in terms of working out a style, but our defence is still a bit slow, I think, is the problem. We did sign a new defender this week who was out of contract, Chepi Tenley, and I think he will be starting soon instead of Modulo. But, um, yeah, the, Barry, obviously, have had a great start to the season, riding high. Uh, I thought we were the better team for the first 20 minutes, but then they came into it quite well. And then they scored their first goal, which I was texting you about because I was, I was convinced it should have been ruled out. But um, that's maybe my misinterpretation of the offside rule. But I'll try and explain it. the The ball is played to the Barry winger who is onside, but at the same time, Antonucci, who's their striker, is at least four yards offside. Uh, at that point, he runs through, gets the ball crossed to him. In in that at that stage in an onside position and and finishes it. Um, now, did he get the ball past him originally when he was in the offside position? No. Was he interfering with play? Well, I would say so because the defenders have stepped up. So I, I don't know. I've, I, and then he's gone and scored the goal. But um, I think you were saying it is a sticking to the letter of the law then I, it's a, I think it's it, I think it's just goal. I think yeah I, th- I think so because I watched it again and then I even went and double checked the offside rule and I think it's it's one of these ones where it's bizarre I think it's like the reverse of when when you get someone running back from an offside position and they get given offside I think well what possible advantage was there to that, mm-hmm. you know, so I'd be inclined to not bother sticking your flag up for it. You know, when a man wins a header and he was standing five yards offside and he has to run all the way back to get onside, well, and they make the classic sort of yeah. win- windscreen wiper gesture or whatever it is to say that he's done that. That seems pointless. Whereas these ones, but it is a tactic. I've seen teams do it where the, the you know, the, the striker will stand miles offside and it, it must be a distraction. So, you know, but as I say, to the letter of the law, the ball never came to him. It went out wide to a man, and then he then got himself back on side and and scored the goal. So I think that you know by by letter of the law, it it wasn't offside, but it's still it's highly infuriating for anybody. I've seen Fiorentina concede goals that way. And there's a sense of injustice because they seem to be benefiting from being offside yeah, but but exactly. not not but not being given offside Gaining as I say. Yeah, I say. Technically <laughs> yeah, technically they're they're not offside. I wanted to actually for some reason I don't know why I'd never clapped eyes on your manager before Yavorchi. He looks he's got a right sort of hangdog expression to him. I thought or maybe this was just the highlights that I saw. No, but no, that's what he always does. Yeah, yeah, but he looks like to me he looks like a sort of GD detective out of a Scandi Noir <laughs> yeah, a Scandi Noir series. You know, if you said his his wife's his wife's left him and he's you know, his dog's got diabetes or something. He just he looks like a man with a with a weight of the, I mean maybe some would say the Venezia job will do that to you, but he looks like yeah. a man with a weight of the world on his on his shoulders, but but I mean, obviously, game ended in in defeat. But was there enough in it, Marco, to think that um, he can still he can still have a reasonable season in Serie B? Well, I'll be interested to see what the reaction is because obviously we had a great result last week. This week, not a great result, but I didn't think the performance was terrible. Um, so yeah, I'll wait and see what what happens in the next couple of games. I think that will really decide his fate. You know, I, th- I, I would guess that. 
they're looking at him and saying, right, you've got until sort of mid-November or something to improve this, otherwise we're going to have to change it. Because we are, despite last week's good result and the improved performances, we're still down in, in the danger zone. Um, the, the, I want to say the match, there wasn't that wasn't the only controversy in the match. The, the end of the match, it ended in a farce because there were two penalty appeals from us in 30 seconds, uh, in the last 30 seconds of the match, and then the ref blew his full-time whistle, which I don't think he should have done, and then had to stand there while VAR was being checked and the Barry players surrounded him and then ran off celebrating again when he decided it wasn't. So um, more poor uh, Italian refereeing, in my view. Oh, oh right. no, that's, that would have been... I mean, it would have been epic, I suppose, if he'd had to go back. And but I don't know what, if he could have done it. Could he blown the full-time yeah, whistle? I, think, like, I don't he, think he should have blown the full-time no, whistle. He no. should have could said, he, no, wait. What is but, the... What is the reverse of blowing your whistle? Can you yeah. un- can you unsook your whistle <laughs> exactly, with somebody? Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to see it if he could, but um, probably. I mean, they probably then just made the decision to save him his blushes. Really, yeah, exactly, then probably yeah. they would just rush it up and and get them off. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously um after last week's minor blip. I'm lording it over you, and also Fiorentina haven't played yet, so I'm, yeah. I've I've had a very relaxing and enjoyable weekend still basking in the afterglow of a um, uh, footballing lesson dished out at Tynecastle to the to the mighty heart of Midlothian did you did you watch that game at all Marco yeah I did and it was it was one of the most one-sided games I've seen in a long time to be honest it was I, I mean I thought I've said this elsewhere but I mean I think Hart seemed to have a master plan such as it was to hold out to, you know, and, and and not not without some reason because most teams have found that if you can defend against Fiorentina and keep them out for a period of time, they'll make a mistake, which they did do in this game. And you know, you've got a chance to take if you take that chance, you can win it. But unfortunately for for Mister Nielsen, the, the, that plan went out the window after four minutes when Mandragora scored, and then they didn't seem capable of touching the ball. I mean, the man that I name checked in our intro Amrabat was imperious in the midfield I mean mm-hmm. he, he looked he looked like a player 12 times his ability really yeah. and and you know big Igor shackled Shankland if I can spit that out with with ease really you know and I, I was I was surprised that it was as unhostile and unaggressive and I think I think Hearts fans probably were as well by the the jeering that they they got at half time that they just couldn't lay a glove on Fiorentina really now that you know with all these things partly that's Fiorentina's credit partly it's it's Hearts failure you know and it'd be interesting to see obviously all these games now you know so good we get them twice um, we'll have the return leg and it, it may be a completely different story in Florence but on that evidence I don't know I'd, I'd be slow to call it a corner turn for Fiorentina because that challenge was, you know, it'd be interesting to see against Lazio if, if I, mean, yeah. I, would, I would doubt Fiorentina will dominate the ball to that extent and have as many chances because, you know, in reality, it wasn't such a solution to Fiorentina's biggest problem because I think they had something like 24 shots in that game and they only scored three goals and one was a absolute wonder mm. overhead kick from Kwame and it was nice to see Jovic get a goal, which maybe which maybe helps him out, but I I, I would call Canny as they say in Scotland, overseeing Fiorentina's troubles ended 
um, at Tyne Castle because they say it, it was just it, there was such a gulf between the sides, and that may not be the case again this week. But you know, certainly, I don't think Fiorentina will play many sides in Serie A that were that were as clueless as Hearts were on on, on Thursday night. So I'm not. Despite the temptation, I'm not getting carried away by by that one. We'll see how we'll see Very how wise. things. Yes, indeed, indeed. Just a, a final thing, Marco, to venture off um, Serie A briefly. Obviously, we had the Euro 2024 draw made, and I think I think we all probably yawned when we saw it again because it it pits Italy against England once more, which we we seem to just never have anything but games against England at the moment. Also Ukraine and oh, turn away now North Macedonia eh, and Malta as well. I mean, it, a group that Mancini should be getting through, Marco. Yeah, although it's not, you know, it, it's it's a bit frustrating when you're the top seed, um, and then you end up getting someone like England as your second seed. I mean, obviously that's going to happen to someone because England had slipped into that second pot, but um, it, it's I find it. You know, it's quite a tough group, I think. It's easily a group that Italy could mess up by drawing too many games. They could draw away to Ukraine, eh, draw to North Macedonia, and then they're suddenly in trouble, no matter what happens in England games. So, um, yeah, I think if if we're on the path to improvement, which we discussed last week, then hopefully we should be able to get one of the top two places in that group and, and get through it. Eh, and we do have the insurance of the of winning that Nations League group uh, just in case something does go horribly wrong. But, um, yeah, I I would hope that we get through. It'll be interesting to see because I'm imagining by the time we play England, it'll be post-World Cup and it'll be potentially a New England manager and New England set-up, so... You know, certainly a lot of England fans hope that that's the the case, although if he wins the World Cup, that, that yes, probably that <laughs> probably won't happen, but you know, in in all in all likelihood, that could be the could be the end of that. I had to double check that. I mean, it is the top two that get through because the Euros is now such an unwieldy monster of a competition. So that reassured me slightly that you know Italy should be getting through from a, a group like that. But yeah, no, a couple of potential banana skins there in in Ukraine and. Well, we've already messed up against North Macedonia, so you know that wouldn't be that wouldn't be such a such a shocker. But just the same, I thought you know, that, as I say, given it's a it's a top two, and I'm a you know I'm an all in Raspadori believer now, so I think I think we can you know we can harness him, and he's going to be he's going to be our hit man Although for I, years I, to come. As our as our cousin said to both of us, it's a bit frustrating that Raspadori has found this goal scoring form just in time for what would be his World Cup. It's, um, true, it's true, it's true. That that is infuriating right enough. And, and you know, seeing anybody hitting form now is going to be um, at least at least Zaniolo did the decent thing through the week and idiotically got himself sent off to show to show that he wouldn't have been ready yeah. for the World Cup. So Mancini's got that one right. But you're you're right, anybody hitting for now. But we we have to as Italy fans have to look beyond the World Cup now. That's our that's our thing. And I think as I say, to me, yeah, it's it, it is frustrating because that 
well, I, I mean, I thought that great Italy's a top seed, England's not. A t- and I, it never really, it was a bit stupid of me, really. It never dawned on me that that meant uh, we could get England just to see if so it didn't it reverse, you know, our rules no, reversed exactly. entirely. Really. Whereas you, you were hoping to land a, a, a poorer second seed than, than England. Not that, you know, I'm no great fan of England. I don't I think they're a bit overrated and, you know, the manager certainly limits them a bit as well at times plays a very cautious football that that seems to benefit Italy seem to play quite well against that that approach mm-hmm. as well but you know despite that fact I'd just rather avoided them because they've played them seem to have played them so many times recently between Nations League between Euros although you know that's a very sweet memory to be to be fair yeah. but um, you know that it would have been a better draw I think without that but will we as I say we're now I think officially sidestepping all national team podcasts as a bid to put the Azzurri back on the road yeah. to recovery having had such a bad record of doing them we'll stick to Serie A and let uh, and let Mancini phone me um, shortly after those podcasts and said look boys give us a chance because you know you're you're killing us over here so we we will we will do that but listen anyway we'll wind it up we'll wind it up there and thanks again everyone for joining us for a, a, another week of of seria nonsense and uh, as always if you want to share it like it tell your tell your best pals tell your worst enemies that would be that would be much appreciated and we'll be back next week with more of the same see you then <laughs>